0: hello welcome to the so so scrutiny podcast i'm your host Corey socks and with me i have my co-host robert main rattle my chain <laughs> and <laughs> casey fox scares and shocks <laughs> boom there it is um welcome casey again for another year
1: thank you it's good to be back virtually
0: yeah virtually yes um Because we live in different places, (laughs) and because this crazy pandemic has been crazy. Um, But we're here today to talk all things Halloween again, because it's that magical time of the year. Amen. Um, Love the weather right now. I don't know what it's like there, but it's really gloomy. Yeah, we're not
1: quite gloomy yet. We're windy, but like tomorrow it's supposed to be in the 50s. Like today's 70s, tomorrow's 50s. So I am digging it.
2: I know. It's awesome. I'm sorry uh, for me and the listener. Where are you you calling from?
1: I live in Las Vegas.
2: Oh, okay, Nice. How's it going over there with like casinos and everything? and just kind of open.
1: So I stay away from the strip because I live here. Smart. Um, yeah,
2: that's I, but that I have
1: guys. to. I'm a pet sitter, so I drive all around town, so I do have to cross the strip sometimes. Right. And things are definitely open, but it is a lot slower now. Labor mm. Day weekend was insane, but yeah. it's back to being slower.
2: That's good. All right. Well, things, things are starting to get better at least a yeah. little bit, yeah, there. little by little. Corey, what are we doing today, bud? Today we're going to be talking about... Other than talking to Casey. (laughs)
0: We're going to be kind of talking about some uh, music, actually, because on the next episode we'll probably be talking about. Yeah. Fans, so,
2: right. I don't know. Uh, you didn't mention, but the, the song we just mentioned just played, was the new fever three, three, three album that just came out this Friday. So we're going to listen to that for next week. And then we're also going to do uh, the new Seaway album. And then also the new Touche Amore album, lots of albums. Yeah. This whole year has kind of sucked for albums. And now we've got like three pretty solid out al- like album. Like yeah. I've listened to the Seaway. I think you and I both listened to the Seaway a lot. Um, touche. I got to do one more pass and then the fever just came out. So I've only listened to like that song a, a couple times. So, uh, yeah, that'll be fun next week. Cause it's, uh, we've been, uh, off for a couple weeks. Um, but before we get into that, let's talk about some unofficial sponsors. Cause I got one right here that I want to crack open right here. <laughs> what do you got? Oh, Delicious. Right out On my keyboard. On your keyboard. <laughs> Almost four sons. I'm drinking the land, the land of opportunity, blood orange, Indian pale ale. It's probably one of their best beers they have. Nice. Or down in uh, Huntington Beach, California. So uh, if you're in, I think they're all over California. I think I heard they're in like Costco's now too. So what? Four Sons is very delicious. Corey, what are you wearing over there?
0: I am wearing Das Bootleg shirt. It is a Hereditary shirt uh or er, not Hereditary. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, but that's very same director. Uh, <laughs> but mid-summer. we will be talking about Hereditary. We'll today. be talking about Hereditary. Um, Midsummer shirt. Midsummer. It's like the scene where they're walking toward the cr- like the cross or whatever it is. Right. Um and then it's kind of like the very
2: beginning. Right. Yeah. Let me see it. Let me see it real well, quick. The, is that yeah, it's that's some coming out of like the bushes, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. See, he'll admit there's cool shots. I in it. do, I will. <laughs> and I'm rocking um Pulp Fiction today. I got the nice. uh, four Quentin the Wolf. Um Travolta and Jackson. I was trying to think of their characters' names, but oh, Marcel, Mar- no, I'm not even going to try.
0: Yeah, forget uh, about it. <laughs> and then
2: we're also drinking uh, some Bones coffee today
0: out of this really cool mug that says like demon cat. Mine's cooler.
2: <laughs> Mine's cooler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mine says So So Scrutiny Which, Podcast. Casey,
0: I will send you one. I got to get your address and everything. <laughs>
2: yeah. And you got to send them to a bunch of people we've you got to send them to the dares I and do. all those people. You're lagging man. I
0: am lagging. <laughs> um
2: yeah, and anybody else you go on the uh, so scrutiny.com. We have a little web store and you can buy your your own mug and buttons and stickers and we'll throw you a bunch of sh- free shit for no reason.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Love the uh, the wreath, by the way, above your head, Casey. Dang. Yeah,
2: what's with, what is it Halloween theme? What's going on over there? No, that is literally, that was the only place that
1: had a nail that I could hang it, but it's the the killer wreath oh. from uh, Nightmare Before Christmas.
2: I can now yeah. see the little teeth. Yeah. Okay, good. I mean, okay, good. It would have be, been weird if it was just like a regular Right. Christmas no, <laughs> none of us yeah, are trying no. to rush. Like,
1: yeah, unless it's like Creepmas, like I'm not, mm-mm. <laughs> not into christmas especially not before halloween not yeah. gonna
2: happen. i like this all right um so shooting the shit um i just got off a horror movie which was pretty fun uh that's why we haven't haven't had a new episode in a while sorry guys i tried we were trying we were shooting to do some on the weekends but man i was just so mm. beat after five days of like 12 to 14 hour days i walked like seventy seven thousand steps each week. Oh my god. It's gosh. like fifteen thousand per per day. It's pretty crazy. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. The movie's called Six Feet. Um It should be coming, you know, with editing and they got promoted. They're going to send in some film festivals, but we'll probably see it in about a year. Um, But uh, the director, one of the directors, Raj, uh, is a friend of mine that I've worked with a bunch. And uh, he's a young go-getter. And Steve, I can't remember his last name, Steve is the other director. And then uh, Daniel Feldman, who we had on the podcast. That's a great episode if you want to go back. He was the producer on this and uh, I want him to come back and and talk tale of, of the movie, but it was great. It's 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 without giving too much away, um it's it's a horror movie based in a motel called The Super Six. And uh, this young um Indian a fella, he's he's like a He works in the motel and the pandemic, some kind of pandemic is going on and he's the only one to work there and he has to take care of it. And he's very OCD and he's very, he got a very demanding uh, boss and uh, shit goes awry. And uh, (laughs) I won't say anything else. And I'm really excited to see this one. I worked on a movie like about six months to a year ago and that one was a shit show. And I want to watch it to make fun of it, not to like to get excited about it. And I I won't say the name of it, but. This one, I'm like, it's it's low budget. It's, you know, we were, it's small crew and shitty motel. And we did what we had to do. But this, it it's going to look cool. There's some cool stuff in here. Kyle Fallon, the DP, I've worked with a bunch. He's a great guy too. Um, and then uh, it was what w- another funny little story. So like in the first week, of, of shooting, I'm texting uh, a, an AD friend of mine, Seth Farley, who I also want to have on the podcast because he's just my favorite first AD. And we're just we're chatting just on the side, just talking about set stuff. And then he texts me. and He goes, hey, by the way, you're going to come work for me next week on this commercial. And I'm thinking what no i'm working on this movie he's like i already (laughs) talked to your producer it's all good and i'm like what so i walk over to daniel because he's on set and i go daniel did you did you talk to seth he's like yeah you're good and i'm like what (laughs) you guys just like booked me without even asking (laughs) and so yeah seth like stole me from the movie to go work on this commercial for harry and david do you know that Corey? harry and david uh, do you know that casey harry and david uh -uh. uh-uh see that's all right Uh, a lot of the young folk don't know it but every like Older person like every, like my mom my dad and and my grandma they're like oh Harry and David oh <laughs> they're like really high class like gift baskets for like oh, Christmas okay. and stuff cool. and uh, really if you guys need a Christmas idea go to Harry they're they're kind of they're not cheap but it's like high quality stuff it's really <laughs> cool and they had all the baskets. They were doing their whole commercial line for Christmas coming up. So they had, um, it was a really cool set. they bit, they built four sets, one for like a different decade. They had the forties, like the fifties, sixties, the eighties, and then like the 2020s. And they had different families come in and like, just kind of pretend to like have Christmas and stuff. And they had all the baskets that were going to sell there. There was so many much shit and we couldn't have any of it. It's all prop. You yeah. yeah. can touch one, one, little, they had this stuff called moose munch is just like, caramel what? and chocolate and white chocolate popcorn oh it man so good i wanted to try it so bad and so yeah i, I and it was really good money and it was really fun and not pretty easy but challenging and so i got to sneak off a little bit for that and then i came back to the movie and uh yeah, fifteen days on the, well, fifteen days total for that movie, but I only did twelve, I guess. But yeah, that's what I've been up to. I'm gonna take, and I got a music video on Monday for Busy. a friend, and then I'm done. I'm gonna take like two weeks off. Yeah. My legs are just jello right now. Corey, what have you been up to, man? Corey, still teaching. Yeah, t- we have some big news that we want to release, but we're gonna. And if you're a fan already of the show, you probably already know, but we're going to wait maybe till next week or we're going to make a thing of it. So, but you have yeah. some big news coming. But other than that, all
0: we'll of us know here. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, I've, uh, just kind of been relaxing, spending time, um, you know, with Liz and watching scary movies. Cause we're doing like, we, we were so far behind on it this year that we had to kind of catch up. <laughs> So you've been watching, I, what did we watch the other day? I know Casey, you recommended a couple, which we'll get into right now. I watched like the host. I watched, um, is that Megan Fox? No, or it's called host. It was the one, I don't know if you watched it or not, but it was the one recorded on zoom. Oh, it was a cool concept. Yeah. You Um, talked about it on here. yeah, Yeah. It was a really cool concept. Um, I like that. Uh, we got to get into the Halloween movies, you know, the, of course, the classics. Um, so we've just. Can been, I step in real quick? Yeah, like, go it. it. it kind
2: of mentions, because like the Zoom clever idea, the movie I worked on, uh, a lot of it is like security cam. Oh, that's cool. There is some like narrative, like really cool camera stuff. But the majority of it, they were like, it's because of the whole motel. The concept is there's all these cameras everywhere. And so I thought I was like, oh, that's kind of like, you know, not all people take that challenge, not yeah. you know, like it could be a bad idea, but I think it's going to come together. So
0: well, there's like, there's so much cool stuff that the industry is doing right now, like, um, scary movie film and stuff. And even, even the, uh, like the haunt stuff, which we'll get into later, but I, um, just trying to celebrate this holiday. (laughs) It's going, time's going slower. So kind of able to, you know, relax and try to watch some of the, uh, some of the movies we've been missing and things like that. Um, so very chill. Haven't been doing
2: much. <laughs> you and Liz are just so adults. Now you teach and just watch movies. Yeah. <laughs> Old. I love it. stuff. it. <laughs> and, and make, make podcasts. Yeah. Casey, what have you been up to?
1: Um, I'm a pet sitter full time. It's my business. Um, so haven't been super busy since Labor Day. Summer was mm. actually decent, surprisingly. I was, I was um, going to say, uh,
2: maybe it was going to be small or s- slow because everyone's home watching their own dogs. But
1: yeah, you know, yeah. when when the when everything first started back in March, like March, April, beginning of May, nothing. I had nothing, which was fine for me. Um, I was more comfortable not going to people's houses and whatnot, but then a couple of people went back to work and they may need their dog let out for like a potty break or something. So I had that, I have some teachers that have their dogs fed midday. So I went and fed their dogs, um, had some people that still went on vacation. And so I watched their (laughs) animals. Um, (laughs) but like the last month has been averaging like one check in a day ish. Um, so I've been doing that and then watching horror movies <laughs> yeah, um,
2: with the dogs. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. And, uh, yeah. and working on every, the last three years I've done a handmade Halloween gift exchange thing with oh, anyone that cool. wants to do it. So um, of course it puts all the effort on me. Cause I don't, it's not like a white elephant where you like switch with every or like a secret Santa.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I, it's one for one so i oh, okay. am making like 14 gifts Holy whereas shit. each person that's sending me one only has to make their one.
0: Oh so yeah So it's
1: been yeah i mean i made Do a couple like trick-or-treat sam dolls i make everything out of felt it's just the medium oh, that cool. i prefer so i made and, little and sam it, and dolls. it goes with
2: the time too with the with the it, holiday it yeah
1: yeah, and I made a, a Reagan McNeil from The Exorcist little doll. Oh, dude. Um, <laughs>
2: Creepy. So it's
1: been, yeah, it's been fun. It definitely is challenging and time-consuming, which is nice right now.
2: But so, okay, go
0: ahead. the cool, cool thing, though, a moment that you'll probably enjoy a lot, you've actually done, like, um, like shows with animals, right? Like yes. I know Robert would be really into oh, that. Oh, like on film like, sets. Oh, okay. So yeah, what, what's so, one of the shows you did? Oh, when yeah, I was
1: little... yeah, when I was a zookeeper um, a couple years back, I was on uh, Conan O'Brien and Jimmy Kimmel. Oh,
2: yeah, that's, right on! Super cool. fun. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: I remember I took, seeing
1: yeah. her, and I'm
0: like, "Holy crap!"
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I took uh, I took zoo animals to be on their shows. Um, what kind so of animals? Really cool. Um, for those ones, I know we took a toucan, we took a tamandua, which is a lesser species of oh. anteater. It's like a handheld anteater. That's
0: Um, my favorite animal, by the way. (laughs) Really? I've never even heard of it. It's my favorite animal. Um,
1: Awesome. I've taken lemurs. I've taken uh, caracals and servals, which are some of the biggest of the small cats from Africa. Gotcha. And so it's it was. So much fun getting to stay in Hollywood hotels with those animals was definitely <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> interesting, and then meeting some of the people that were also on the show was also fun too.
2: What celebrities? uh
1: Johnny Knoxville was on, that's, and I thats actually, a good one. That's yeah, awesome. he came and met with the animals, which was cool. Billy Super Crystal cool. was on one of the episodes that I did, Another but good I did one. not nice. get to meet him, which was really uh, John Ham was an oh, absolute sweetheart didn't care a that our monkey pooped on him like
2: he, <laughs> he flows with it man he's great he's awesome he's, he's an underrated comedic actor he gets the you know the madman hat you know tip of the hat but man he's really good in comedy well that's he really is. fun i've only worked i'm trying to think of the animals i've done a couple horses mm-hmm. um some dogs I don't know if I've worked with cats. I haven't really worked with too many animals. I have like the, the horses were fun. I gotta say though, like the, the nothing against you. You seem normal to <laughs> me, but the animal <laughs> trainers that I've met on like film sets, yeah. they are characters. Like they're just they're just really into it. They love their animals, and it's just yeah. they're just a different breed, pun intended. Yeah. There you go.
1: It depends um, on the animal they're working with, too. There's a true. lot of ego that goes into it. I oh, mean, yeah. I've never been like a big cat person or yeah. like a dolphin trainer. Those, I've, I've yeah. known a lot of very sweet people in those capacities, but on <laughs> the whole, um, they tend to be on a different ego level. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I absolutely I, understand. I,
2: yeah, I knew I knew you would. The horse people, bird are bird people are more sweet. They're like they're like cowboys. They're like, you yeah. know, farm people. But like the cat and dog people, I feel like those are the weirdos. Because that's bird people
1: they- are on a different level. Ooh. Bird people. yeah. I've for sure. before. That'd be good.
2: <laughs> I would love to work with more animals. That'd be fun. All right. Uh, well, let's get into the movie as, uh, review. Um, Corey made me watch a movie last night.
0: Nights, right? Right?
2: This guy knows what I like and don't like and still insists on making me watch movies that I don't like. Horrifying. That being said, I I do appreciate Ari Aster, the director of Hereditary, which we watched, Um, also director of Midsummer. Just like Midsummer. I do appreciate I would have loved I'll say it this way. I I would have loved to work on something like this because it had probably been very creative and I probably would learn a lot. But it's just the stories, it just they make stuff to be creepy for no reason. And just like most of the time I was sitting there going, really, Oh man, you're going to make me watch that. Oh, come on. <laughs> and but there are some interesting shots and there. And and um let's go through the cast a little bit. I was going to say, uh, Tony Collette, Did she get nominated for this? She, she, yeah, she probably at least was in the conversation. So. Uh, she was probably in the conversation. I remember when this movie came out; not. it was a lot of buzz. I remember hearing a lot of people saying, i "Need to see it! Need to see it!" And I just was not interested in this kind of. I like psychological thrillers, but this goes over that bar a little bit, <laughs> you know, with yeah. the fucking heads. Sorry. Oh yeah. Um. And then Alex <laughs> wolf M- Millie Shapiro, Dan- uh, Anne Dowd, and Gabriel Byrne. um the I loved Tony Collette and the little girl is that what's her Millie. name, Millie? Millie Shapiro. Millie, yeah. Um, they were the best. I would have loved more Millie. I mean, she no. kind of spoiler alert, she's not in it for very long. I mean, she comes back, but not for like what you think. Um, because yes. she has definitely. I was talking to Corey, she has a very interesting face. I saw some like mm-hmm. modeling photos of her where she she's gorgeous, but. She just has a striking, kind a weird. Of look, sorry, yeah. I'm going to say a weird face. It's not you know not traditionally beautiful, but she can be beautiful. And I I'm kind of interested in seeing what uh, she does in the future because um, she's super young. Yeah. Um The who's the uh, the the Gabriel? No, I like Gabriel the, Byrne. He's great. I always love is. I
1: think it's Peter Wolf, right?
2: Is, is that what I'm thinking of? The, the Alex kid. Alex, Alex Wolf.
1: Wolf. His That's, name is Peter in the movie. Yeah.
2: Right. Um, he's He was the only one I probably didn't like the casting so much. I feel like that character, I don't know if it was supposed to be like this, but the character was just too much of a bitch. <laughs> he was like 15, 16 years old and he's crying he for his mommy. I mean, I understand ghosts are trying to kill you, but come on. And see that, that was one of the issues <laughs> I had with
0: it was like some of those emotional moments like were pretty unrealistic like that. In, in a sense. But then there were moments where like, if you remember when Tony Collette's like in the group meeting and she just starts like unloading like everything.
2: Yeah. That guys,
0: is realistic. Have you guys ever
2: been in a meeting like that? I have not. No. Okay. Okay. I've been to a lot of AA meetings and that was, that was a pretty, g- not myself. I'm obviously drinking a <laughs> beer, but for a family member and, um, that was a pretty good representation. I mean, I, this obviously it was a grieving circle, but they're based off of like AA meetings and stuff like that. And I thought that was pretty good because that's what happens. Like newcomers, they don't want to speak, and then once that f- like dam bursts open, they just have mm. to unload everything that's coming off them. Um, yeah, I, t- I mean, Tony Collette. Yeah, she was just great. I mean,
1: she's fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah.
2: Um. So uh, Casey, like uh, versus, let's say, like versus Midsummer. How? W- which one did you like better?
1: So I haven't seen Midsummer yet.
2: Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well you gotta watch that then. Cause... I know.
1: I, and that was again one of those things where everyone knew that I had seen hereditary, everyone knows that I love horror, everyone knows that I like fucked up shit. And they were just yeah. like, You've gotta see Midsummer. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I feel like I feel like when I get bugged and bugged and bugged, oh, that yeah. it pushes it further and further away from me. True. So I didn't it's still on my list. I still plan on watching it at some point, but it was it it receded it's- from the top.
2: It's, as much as Hereditary is like the black, dark yeah. version of Ari Aster, Midsummer is the white yeah. light yep. of, it's just as fucked up. It's just a w- lot more colorful and stuff. Yeah. Uh, all right. We'll, we'll keep it with Hereditary, but you got to watch it, because... As much as I don't like these movies, (laughs) if I met someone that was in the horror genre and hadn't seen them, I would, these would be two movies I would say, like, they're very cinematically. The act, I mean, everything is there. It's just the story that it just bugs me. I just, I can't get into the story. But this one, I mean, it had a clever. All right, we're going to spoil it because it's been out for a while. I don't don't want, I'm not going to hold it. I like the idea that. They light this little fuse of knowing that the mom is like this crazy leader of a witch or, or not witch, but like a cult. Mm-hmm. And they never really come back to it. And it's just sitting there the whole time. And then and at the very end, you're like, oh shit, no, this is the reason yeah. why everything's going on. It's this fucking grandmother. And I liked that. And then the fact that all this fucked up shit is going on. And Tony, the scene where she's in the hallway with her husband that just came down. Uh, from the the attic where the body's there and he's, he's trying to believe it or not and she's pleading and pleading and I could totally see that being the director like this isn't like a horror movie like you know it like I'm trying to make you believe that this is real in this world it's real it's real it's real mm. and I liked that part um, but the things I don't like is the fucked up shit. Like, I don't need to see a little girl's head knocked off on a fucking telephone pole. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Or as long
1: then, as they put it on the screen. Like, it's, like but, lingering.
2: Yeah. But I did like the scene where it just cuts to the kids sitting there and then trauma and trying to like, cause I can understand. I've never been in that situation, but I've been in like situations where something happened. You got to like, like car accidents. You just got like, your body doesn't know what's going on. You got to sit there and something like that. I mean, I couldn't imagine, but then cutting back to the next day with the ants on the head. Come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> when that, when that showed up, I literally was like, ah, oh, come on. <laughs> why Ari? Why? And then with the mom he, screaming in the background, I was like, ah,
0: oh, but, why. but that's something about him. And I think you'll, you guys will agree with, me on this like he likes to linger On stuff yeah, yeah like, he does Whether it's emotional it lets you sit or in that fucking,
2: Yeah let you sit in that yeah. scene Just enjoy Enjoying this misery enjoy it Enjoy it
1: yeah. It's like the exact opposite of a jump scare Jump scare mm-hmm. is so quick and gone He was yeah. like no I don't want to do that I want to make them sit there and watch it To where you get to the point where you're like Why am I still looking at this
2: Yeah, And then finally
1: yeah. the scene changes <laughs>
2: And and there's a couple of jump scares, though. I mean, he, this is, as is, and then this is the other thing to mention is this is his first, like, major, major movie. movie. Yeah, yeah. major yeah. movie. He's done a bunch of shorts before this, but I gotta give him props. I mean, this, this is your first movie. He did a fucking great job. Yeah. But yeah. I think, and the first, as, and in your first movie, you kind of have to appeal to the. You know Friday night jump scare crowd there is those teenage kids that want to feel that jump scare, so he had to do that, but then also wanted to let them sit in it a little bit, yeah, yeah, so he's very clever. I mean, I wish i I kind of wish he'd do something less horror, I mean, obviously this <laughs> is his thing, you know, yeah, but I don't know. What do you think he's gonna do next, Corey? Is, is there anything on IMDb or anything? Let me check it out. What would you What know. would you want him to do next? So he's done like obviously because you look at the poster of Hereditary; it's all black, and then you look at yep. the poster of Midsummer; it's all white. So you think he might go something with the color theme or something like that? I don't know. I
0: don't know. Um, It'll just I, be gray. Yeah, right. <laughs> right in the middle. That's right hey, in the you middle.
2: Know? <laughs> Go out into the mountains. You know, that's not a bad. Actually, let's see. I like, nothing on IMDb coming up.
0: I would actually like to see him do something like Mountains of Madness type deal, or like something really like creepy and foresty, like I, that. That would be really cool.
2: Midsummer is a little, I a like little it. bit. Yeah, I, that the um, the treehouse sh- the little girl had is fucking badass. Yeah, wow, cool. That's <laughs> in that house too, man. Do we know what, where was that filmed at? Do we know? Oof, I don't know. Did, yeah? Because did they ever say like where they are? I was thinking about that too. Is like the setting is they never really say like the ambiguous, c- c- yeah, city or state. I don't think they did.
0: But overall, though, like I I enjoyed the cinematography. The storytelling was really good. Like to weave like that type of tapestry. It's like of a story is is takes a lot of talent because the part the only part that bugged me and agree with me if you guys do or not is the very very end like it being like okay it's all like a demon thing like like it always ends on that like I wish it would have gone more like okay. Like it was all the psychology, you know what I mean? Like it was all in her head and stuff like that.
2: But I was waiting for a twist like that. Yeah, I was kind of let down because once I saw that ending, I was like, Oh, this is like Midsummer." So then if, if I watched it the other way around, if I watched hereditary first and then watch Midsummer, I go, Oh, this is hereditary. Yeah. So yeah, I was kind of let down on that. I was, I was, I, w- I was thinking it's in someone's head cause there's all these dreams and we don't know what's real. And I thought, mm. is it the dad? Is it the mom? Is I, I, and I kind of would have liked that more. This was more like, oh, really? That's how?" Okay. Just that long shot on his face with everything going around, and then it pans out to, like, basically like a sound... I don't know how they did that last sound stage with just, like, the house there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I was kind of let down on the ending. And what do you think, Casey, Casey of the end?
1: Um, You know, I keep in mind, I haven't seen it since it came out in theaters. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's something that I have not revisited because of a lot of stuff mentally with it. I got into a car accident the next morning. <laughs> right. I, like I was just kind of stewing in my brain and I am obsessed with like no loose ends. Yeah. And honestly, mm. I felt like this movie did a really good job and I was trying to dissect it and make sure that it was like, quote unquote perfect. And it, it really did hold up. I mean, there was mm-hmm. stuff, there were things that, I mean, I, if I were to rewatch it, I know there's stuff that would stick out, and it would be like, oh no, this we are going the the demon route thing. Yeah. Like I guess the the Paimon or Payment or however you say his name. Like the the symbols are actually carved onto the telephone pole that right. Millie Shapiro's character runs into. Charlie, you oh, didn't see that? Um,
2: you didn't see that? They sat on it for so long. I didn't. I, did, yeah. I don't know why I didn't. <laughs> I yeah. It, I'm glad you pointed that out. They. I liked a the little, they put it everywhere. Like these little hints everywhere, but the mm-hmm. telephone pole, I think they should have just like sat there for just even yeah. half what they did. Cause it was like, yeah, I know it's there. Yeah. I know it's there. And then they cut. Yeah. of, but Corey didn't see it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. As far it's as weird the ending symbol.
1: goes. Yeah. As far as the ending goes, I mean, I, I was kind of to the point where I, I figured that's what we were mm-hmm. building up to. Mm-hmm. I figured it was going to be a legitimate culty, Demon fulfilling sacrificial lamb type thing, so that didn't really throw me off. The only thing that kind of took me out of it was the floating body, like up to the the little treehouse thing, and I was just like, it was just kind of goofy. The set headless against Headless. So
2: yeah, I was serious. thinking, yeah, I was thinking when the boy, the guy, the teenager, was looking at him, I was like, well, he's in the bot. Why can't he float? Why? Why right. does he have to walk and climb up the yeah. ladder? Why can't he <laughs> float up there? He's this god or something. So wait, yeah, like, so. The little girl is in the teenage boy's body, and that soul is the soul from some demon. Is that yeah,
1: it's it's Paimon or Paimon? That's that's, yeah, that is 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 a real thing.
0: Um, Um, it
1: is, yeah, it's not something that that he created, it's something that he doesn't really know a lot about, but he delved into it for this movie so that it wasn't just some made up thing. There's some interviews that say that he considered going with like Lucifer, but that
2: was too on the nose. So
1: he wanted yeah. to do something a little bit different.
2: Yeah. I, I like that a little research in the back. I think
0: Corey's looking it up. Was Yeah, I'm yeah. looking up payment just to see what it looks like.
2: I don't know. And, and, you know, once you realized what was going on, like, I feel like when she walked up, the mom walked up to her, that the, the, the lady that taught her how to do the seance or whatever. Yeah. And she saw the floor mat. Didn't that raise any questions? Like right. you knew your you knew your mom was in these calls, and like at the the funeral, you say that you know that your mom had friends that you didn't know, like in a you know in that kind of way. And then you come up to this woman that has a floor mat that are very similar to your mom, like. And then then she opens that box, and there's like twenty of them that all look the same. You wouldn't have gone like, "Hey, do you know this? You know so and so?" Like it, that was really bizarre to me. Yeah, I, it kind of not-
1: took me out of it a bit with that one because there wasn't there wasn't. There wasn't a lot of things that didn't match up in the movie itself. The thing that bugged me was one of the previews and Joan, which is the lady that teaches her how to do the seance thing in the preview says, Hey, I know you from your mom, but in the movie it's a different line. So having seen the preview and then having seen the line in the actual movie, which is like, Hey, I know you from the grief group or something like that. I was just like, "Oh, are we not supposed to know at this point that Joan knew Ellen?"
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So
1: that kind of took me out of it a bit.
2: I was like, "Wait, hmm. why didn't Interesting they did that. Yeah. Because they must they must have screen tested it and thought, "Okay, it's better if they don't know." Right. It's more of a secret let the audience figure it out. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so he it says that he his
0: knowledge includes like secret things, like all the arts and secret things. Uh, Payman, he's kind of like knows the affair of the affairs of the world and kind of like travels between his. Um, and there's like seven bodies. of them there or
2: something. Like what did they mention? Yeah, like the one of
0: seven gods. Yeah, like the, well, there's guys. nine. It nine. says King Payman was
2: the ninth. Spirit engagement. So they're and like Rick. the Avengers of Geisha, the Demon I don't know. Arnold. <laughs> yeah, they each have their own kind of power stone. Or, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's go through our scrutiny scale. I know you didn't do one, but we're gonna go through ours. Um, I, I, it, like I said, I don't like the stories of Ari, Ari Aster. Sorry, Ari. I just don't like the stories. But it looks great. You got great actors, yeah. and it looks great. And I gave you points on that. So, and then on this one, I felt like the music was a little too generic. It was a lot of just tones and echoey drums with violins and, and cellos going up and down with distortion on it. It's very just, typical horror. I just, yeah. I don't know. It, it set the mood. It made it, it, it does its job, but it's just done so many times. And I understand this is his first movie. He probably just had to hit that yeah. generic crowd first. So I gave it threes across on, on sound. It's not bad. It's just, you know, mm-hmm. this is supposed to be Ari Aster, the next greatest horror director. I'm <laughs> expecting, you know, groundbreaking musics. And yeah. I didn't get it. what do you think? I, uh, and this, I like
0: ambient noise like a lot. I think it, I think it really does. There's set an art to it, yeah. And I, I really liked it. I give it fours, but all right. Um, my biggest, the biggest section for me was cinematography, It yeah, was like too. beautiful, like all the shots. And Midsummer, even more so, shows off like yeah. his,
2: you know, I give it, I give it overall look a three just because, mm-hmm. um, I wish they. I know he's probably, it was his first movie and there was like so much money, but it would have, I think I would have liked it better if it had more of a film look. It really had a a really clear digital look that, I don't know, when you're going for horror in the woods, I don't know, that grainy film look, I think would have helped a little bit more Mm letterbox. Film look. This was, I don't know. So I gave a little bit of that, but the movement, some of these film movements, they were having fun with their equipment. Yeah. I could totally tell that they were, hey, we've got this cool piece of equipment. Let's take advantage of it. And some like overhead shots and dolly shots and stuff like that. And the lighting was great too. There's some really cool, like you said, like was the scenes where we're just sitting there, the camera's just literally sitting there, and you got to make it look like a fucking painting. So the lighting yeah. is, especially the one that stuck out with me was when the dad is sitting on the bed. After the daughter dies, and he's going through her notebook, and he's going through the pages, and they finally stop ending, and he like breaks down, and it sits there, and the little the little triangle and the light, ah, oh, that was beautiful. I love stuff like that. Yeah, beautiful. You got to make everything like that look like a painting. Um, what else?
0: Just overall the acting, like too, like I I think the acting really sold a lot of it. Like yeah, Tony Collette, like is just an amazing actress. I'm excited to see even more like I know she's been
2: in stuff but she's great she needs that next big like let's, let's look up her uh, her awards I don't think she's been nominated for too much stuff but she needs to um, I gave it an overall 68 I gave it 88 that's and but that, I think that's good scores for someone that yeah. loves this genre that's a great score and someone that doesn't really like it sixty is still, still pretty high score, yeah. you know I I could probably stuff like this I could destroy but I can't because yeah. it's so well acted and it looks great it's just like I said the story and all.
0: Casey if you gave it something on scale of 100 what would you say
1: Oh, I mean, it's a it's a great film, and there's so much to go back and watch it again and again and again and mm. find things that you haven't seen. So, yeah. I mean, it would definitely be in the 80s for me. I'd probably cool. say anywhere between 85 and 90, honestly.
2: Yeah. That's a good one. So, uh, I stand corrected. Uh, Tony Collette was nominated for Six Sense, as she oh, should awesome. have been. She didn't win, though. Um, Gold, a couple Golden Globe nominees. Uh, she won, actually, for Tara... She was nominated. um, These are Golden Globes. Um, Little Miss Sunshine. That movie sucks. Oh, I like that movie. Fuck that movie. No. No. That movie is terrible. It's so overrated. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so she's got a Mm -hmm. little bit. She's got nominated for at least an Oscar, but she needs an Oscar. She needs that next big. Yeah. She needs to be in like a Scorsese or Quentin movie or something. You know what I mean? Tarantino would be awesome. Cool. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into more movies. Um, since Hall- Halloween, let's get some music going on. Um, <laughs> uh, since you guys are the horror experts, um, give us some uh, movie recommendations for. Let's give some for you know, people who love the genre that maybe they might not have seen, even though they're probably nerds about it. And then maybe a couple for people who maybe not like the genre that maybe can help them get into it, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Hit me. Um, Go for yeah, it, Casey. I mean, yeah? I mean, <laughs> for people
1: that like the genre, and this is one that I told you about, Corey, that's the mm. scare package um, oh, on, yeah, yeah. Sh- on Shudder. Like, it's It's a horror anthology, so for anybody, you can it, you can kind of take it, like, bite-sized. You can take one little story at a time, though they are connected with one um, overall theme that ties them all together, which is cool. Um, it's just... I enjoy horror comedy, um, Mm. probably a little bit too much. And uh, this definitely is horror comedy, but it plays to everything that horror lovers like. It goes into all the different horror tropes. You've got your creepy gooey monster. You've got your serial killer showing up Mm. in the middle of the night. You've got your werewolves um and you've got your like self-aware scream cabin in the woods type finale where you've got this like joe bob briggs type character that's like oh wait but like you're this character type and you're this (laughs) character type so we got to do this in order to do this and survive and so it's just it's great play on the entire genre and it's Mm. fantastic
0: scare package right Scare package. Um, yeah. There was another anthology movie on Shudder, and I can't. It's escaping my. I watched it like two weeks ago, and it had, like, I don't know if you saw it, something with Halloween, like once upon a Halloween or something. Tales,
1: was it Tales of Halloween? Tales
0: of Halloween. Yeah. I just I watched I,
1: that one too.
0: I, I did watch it, and I thought it was decent. Like, um, I think I like trick or treat a little more like just because it's like it's got that anthology feel like different stories but um it was a little more corny tales of halloween but I I like that about it um
1: there were so many like cameos that I didn't even realize until I went back through and it was such like teeny tiny little like you don't even see their faces yeah like Caroline Williams was in there, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two is one of my like favorite movies of all yeah. times. And so like good. she was in there, but you don't even know it's her. So it was like you <laughs> have to read on IMDb and go, oh, that person was in there. But yeah, yeah some of the some of the shorts I didn't dig too much. Mm. Like I, I like the I think the Friday the thirtieth, um, <laughs> the that one with the the little trick or treat alien thing.
0: Yeah, that was um, and funny. And then
1: yeah, and then the last one with the the jack-o-lantern.
0: I thought that oh, was Oh yeah. That was awesome. Um and I also I liked um the one with like the satan guy or the devil guy that like remember the kid that like pulled a prank on him or something like that and then he yeah. ended up yeah, that whole whole uh story arc was awesome too. Yeah, but those that are pretty good. Those are great. I just watched, again, um, a movie called uh, The House of the Devil. Have you seen that?
1: Okay. I have not seen that.
0: It's... If you... Do, do you guys like, like, 80s films at yes. all? Like, yeah. the grainy 80s type... To, oh, borderline 70s, 80s. Um, well, Texas Chainsaw, I mean, is a great... Like, that yeah. grainy feel. In this movie, House of the Devil, it's uh, it's really good. It's... it. I don't know. I remember the director's name, but it's essentially about this uh this woman who needs to like rent a place and she finds a place and then she has to find she has to get a job so that she can um she can afford it and she gets she ends up like finding a babysitter job and she goes to this house and just crazy ass stuff happens um (laughs) And it's it's really good, and House of the Devil is an apt name for it. So that's another one.
2: Nice. I'll check that one out. I just want to mention, uh, Shutter right now. You can do a f- uh, f- free seven day trial, and nice. it's four seventy five a month. So it's not that oh, bad. Oh yeah, awesome. yeah, Right, right on the front. We, I think it's, I think it's Mandy. I think oh. Mandy's on there. Dude, or one of those Nicolas Cage movies you got, where he goes crazy. I know, crazy. yeah. Color
1: Out of Space is definitely on there. I'm not sure if I, I saw it. Seen that one. I
2: gotta see that one. I do love like those, like that, stuff like that. It's I'm okay with. Did like, you see Mandy uh, Casey?
1: No, I did not. I saw Color like, Out of Space, but I did not see Mandy. If yet.
2: you like Color Out of Space, you'll like Mandy. Yeah, <laughs> Color Out of Space was awesome. <laughs> yeah.
1: I love the practical effects in Color yeah. Out
2: of Space. Oh, like
1: yeah. I, gotta, I, gotta I love one. the 80s, The Thing, and some yeah. of those monstrosities in color out of space hearkened like right back to that type thing which I love
0: and I mean our old friend HP Lovecraft like how can you like not love it but there's um Mandy is great if you like that whole like metal
2: like right. hardcore like grind core type thing yeah I love, love that. that movie also I want to mention I actually worked on another <clears throat> like scary movie it's not it's not great uh, it's called Dream Screechers it was oh, on yeah. uh, Crypt TV and okay. uh, it was like a fun uh, like week long shoot overnights in the woods and they, they did practical effects for the creature and it was, it was pretty great it was pretty it's a pretty cool looking creature um, nice. It's kind of a corny concept. Some teenagers go in the woods and stuff, and I like attacked. corny. Yeah. So look up Dream Creatures. It's kind of fun. It's on YouTube, so it's free.
0: Okay. Now, now get this. I actually researched this this week before we were going to talk about this. You did research. I looked up. Wow. I know I'm such a good host. I looked up a list of like the scariest movies of all time, and this thing came up where like science like found out the most scary movie of all time like the way they they measured heart rates they measured like oh, reactions okay. with this big study right I think it was like a hundred people or something like that it's not the biggest but um you know what movie try to guess what movie was on top like give your best what's the scariest
2: movie of all time on top hmm. that that audiences would be like Most yeah. I think science wise, my honestly, one of my first thoughts was like Jaws, okay, but that was back in the day. If this is like a study now, that's not so much that, but I bet you back in the day, like people didn't go to the ocean anymore after they watched Jaws, so it's like that was a phenomenon, but like, so this study was probably more recent, so it's probably, I don't know, Casey. Do you have a guess? I don't know, I'm
1: I'm feeling like. Something more like possession or something like that.
2: I was going to think like exorcist. I, I okay. want to say exorcist for everything. I'll go exorcist.
0: Okay. So both of you said like possession type movie, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's actually sinister. Okay. It's supposedly, scientifically, the scariest movie ever.
1: That's crazy because I was Ethan gonna Hawk? I was gonna say like right, yeah right. I was gonna say like insidious conjuring or sinister but I thought out of those three sinister was the weakest so
0: it, it, it is I feel like it's weak I think what's scary about it is the imagery like the guy yeah. like in you know what other movies on there is the visit have you guys seen that oh is that movie is and I'll I'll recommend that to everybody. Um, I
2: think M, Nigh gets, M. Night M gets a bad rap. Man. Yeah, I mean not ev- not every Spielberg movie is a fucking great movie. Yeah, either. and he makes you know way less movies than Spielberg. So give the guy a goddamn break. <laughs> he made Six cents, <laughs> oh, yeah. Signs. I stand by The Village. I you know when you are saying like Lady the scared, in the Water, come Lady on, in the night, Lady Water is kind of corny. Like but The Village, as me personally, the one of the most scariest moments in the theater for myself was when she's in the woods and the creature is coming up behind her in slow-mo I was so fucking scared in that moment. (laughs) That and War of the Worlds are the two movies that really scared the shit out of me in a theater. Um, so, M. Night, I give him a break, you know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The, what's the What's the tree one? What's the plant one? Oh, the happening. That one sucks too. Like yeah. but I said, you, you know, you can't be a, a thousand batter hitter. You know? yeah. If You're batting three three twenty. <laughs> not bad. You're a pretty good hitter. You're going to the Hall of Fame if you're batting three twenty. So, but I, I
0: I highly recommend the visit. If you haven't seen it, it just the imagery in that. And just the movement of the people. Do you recommend it, Sinister?
2: Creepy. Is it is it too crazy? Because I'm looking at it. This guy does look fucked up. It's good. <laughs> yeah. it I is like Ethan Hawke
0: But it's weakest of like, I would say, go watch The Conjuring
2: before you watch. Oh, I like that one. I like if, you know, if there are, if I had to dive into the horror genre, I would probably do more ghost stuff. I like ghost stuff. The
0: Haunting, House on a Haunted Hill. Those are great movies. Other than like
2: Killer, Killer Murderer. Like that doesn't, I don't get that. But the ghost stuff, I'm in. I'm in.
0: And there's a movie I'm going to watch. It's not exactly a horror movie, but I've heard it's pretty... Crazy, like thriller-wise, is called "I Saw the Devil." It's a, I think it's a Korean film. Sounds like an um, Iron Maiden song. And if you <laughs> haven't seen, but yeah, if you haven't seen Parasite, see Parasite because uh, it's I great. Love you Parasite. know, I,
2: thank you for bringing yeah. that up. I, I think I would have liked. Hereditary and Midsummer. If it was a little bit more Parasite, you know what I mean? Yeah. More. I mean, not goofy because Parasite's a little funny and goofy at sometimes, but it works because it's yeah. Korean. They they figured it out. Yeah, yeah.
0: they do. They're yeah. great. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? If it's just a little bit more that I don't know, grounded. I guess is that the word I'm looking yeah. for.
0: And then of course we all know the classics: Exorcist, Halloween, Texas. Thank you for mentioning. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Not one, but two. Yes. It's a great movie.
1: It is such um, a blip from the original and it's same director and everything. It's just yeah. like twelve years later they just he, Toby Hooper just decided to turn it on its head and just go, Let's get crazy. Let's bring like Bill Mad, Moseley in. It's like Mad
2: Max. The first one yeah. like, all right. And it was like a starter director. And then he got some money in the next couple of years and made the second one, which I think everyone says is the best. Yeah. one. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, I got to admit, I've never seen a Texas Chainsaw R-Max yeah. movie. It's, I've never seen them. Number one is really good. It's, I probably should. Because, yeah, that's even in like the film nerds have to respect those like. Horror ones that make it to the top, like the Exorcist. And, and it's
0: so like low budget. Yeah. yeah. Totally low budget. And that's Lots what makes it screaming. so good. Yeah. Sc- tons, of <laughs> tons of screaming. And the audio is very fuzzy. Yes. Um oh like this podcast? Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, so- it's not terrible. Come on. We're just kidding. Um, are there any other uh movie recommendations, maybe like a like a last minute top movie people should go watch?
1: I don't know. Out of everything that I've watched recently, the most, like, recent was just uh, Vampires versus the Bronx on Netflix.
0: What?
1: Yeah, Damn. like, it is, I think it was last episode, you guys were talking about vampire flicks, and you guys yeah. mentioned Lost Boys. Um, oh, this is so like good. Lost Boys in the Bronx. Oh, and that's
0: awesome.
1: It is, it's, it's one of those movies where you don't spend more than half of the movie going I don't know what's going on. These people keep dying. It's crazy. It's very like, dude, I read comic books. These guys yeah. are fucking vampires. Yeah. And it's very like, like I said, it's like the lost boys in the Bronx.
2: Nice. I got, I got one. I, you made me think of one. Cause it's kind of like that. Um, stars John Bodega. Oh, I think I know Mm -hmm. what you're going to say. It's, what's it called? Is it Attack the Block? Attack the Block, thank you. Dude. That's like monsters, not vampires, a monster. Dog wolf things in like the ghetto and in, in London, and it's. I like the monsters in that. Have you seen that, Corey? Yes, have you seen it?
1: No, I need to check that out. It's that one's it's so fun, good. and, and, and like writing down so many movies as if I don't have too many yeah. more.
0: <laughs>
2: um, yeah, this it's, and especially if you know John from like all the Star Wars movies, it's it's cool to look back when he was like really, really young as like a, a probably 17 18 yeah. years old, super British. It's it's pretty great, it's it's low budge, but it's it's yeah. pretty great. It's a cool concept. The world gets attacked by monsters but we only see this one corner of London getting attacked so it's pretty fun
0: my last two that I'll recommend one is not exactly well it is pretty terrifying when you think about the concept is uh, annihilation and then the oh, other boy. one, um Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that was a horror movie, but that yeah it's pretty
2: scary sometimes. Sci
0: fi horror. Have you seen that yeah. one, Casey too? That no, that's great.
1: actually already on my list.
0: <laughs> it's really good. It's, it's for the
2: and it's a good lady chip. A lady. Yeah. Film. It's all ladies mm-hmm. in it.
0: Definitely. Pa- st- super strong cast. Yeah. Um and then um Lighthouse. The Lighthouse <laughs> is the shit. That's like my favorite movie ever. It's pretty
2: scary sometimes, yeah. It's not so horror, but it, I, it, it's pretty weird. I horror. love Willem
0: Dafoe in that movie. I can't he does. He's
2: it. mentioned it so many times. Honestly. It's one of my favorite movies <laughs> It's ever. a great movie. It's, I put it in the vein of like Ari Aster. It's, yeah. it's I can't say it's a bad movie because it's masterfully made, but it's just. Robert Eggers, this, yeah. I like the Lighthouse more than, I guess, Ari Aster's. Well, I don't know. But who what made, about who made Lighthouse? Uh, Robert Eggers. What about what else did he do? Uh, The Witch. That was okay. Now it makes creepy as hell. Okay, now it makes sense. Yeah, okay. I need to watch that one too. He does. Is that, is that p- one worth watching? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You seen that one, Casey? Yeah. 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 Okay. I've seen not, the witch.
0: But not a lot happens. That's the thing. Like yeah. it's just the atmosphere of it is so horrifying. There. Yeah. Great. Can't wait. It's not gory, not like whatever.
1: Yeah, the witch is worth it for Black (laughs) Phillips.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You'll find out. Is that an actor? No. Oh. It's a character. (laughs) Okay. You gotta watch it. Alright, I'll (laughs) watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but but uh yeah, go watch go watch those crazy movies
2: too. Yeah, we gave listeners a bunch of movies. Yeah. Also too, like as is for me too, like I haven't really seen the classic I mean I have seen like the Halloween's back in the day, but you know, if you've never seen the text, like the classics and you got some time this weekend, go watch it, you Check. know? Check it off your box. Now that you said no, now I've seen Halloween. Now I've seen Friday the thirteenth, you know, stuff like that. So I think you should I think our listeners should do that. Casey, let's get into all things haunt related. Um, hey. I know everything's kind of a weird standstill morph of haunts right now with like uh no real hot ha- like houses going on, but they have like drive throughs. Yeah. Corey, you went to a uh, drive through one right did
0: you go did you go to urban legend yet
1: i did not go to urban legend yet i go on thursday i went okay. to haunted hayride so far
0: Do, are you are you averse to me spoiling anything well no, there's not, not at all. there's nothing like I, i'll explain it did yeah. you gone to haunted hay so i guess we could kind of talk about our experiences um, but first off your background with haunt if our listeners haven't heard Yeah, um, go back and listen a year ago. If they haven't heard it but what like could you give us like the condensed version of how you're like so connected and attached to haunt?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I started going to haunts in 2003 when I was 13 and then as soon as I graduated from high school in 07, I got hired in to work as an usher for shows during Halloween haunt. And I did that for five years, and I just became even more obsessed with the entire industry. And I started, I mean, Knotts was my first one, um, and it just kind of blossomed from there. I started going to Mm. Horror Nights at Universal, Sinister Point, 17th Door, Dark Harbor, um, and I've gone to some out here in Vegas, so I'm just kind of obsessed with the entire haunt industry
0: yeah me too I'm right there with you it's it's an awesome like community uh, the people who do it love it and it always shows at these events especially like n- there have been weaker years of knots but like mm-hmm. never have I not liked it even at their right. weakest years I've been like this is still awesome you know yeah. what I mean um, but knots will always be my favorite even like universal is when i go to and like it's great but like the production value and everything but knots takes these original ideas and like weaves their own stories which i love yep. um uh but this year is a lot different because Yesterday. and it's so sad because i know a lot of people um who are really into the haunt business and they you know it's their time of year it's like kind of passing by and everything and um, have you talked to anybody really like about that and how that's been going?
1: I mean I've talked with like my group of friends that I normally go with but most of the people that I know in the industry are working in some capacity like the people
0: you usually
1: do LA Haunted Hayride as a walk through hayride experience oh just kind of cut out on on the visual did you guys are we there audio wise
0: yeah yeah yes yeah? okay
1: okay um so the la haunted hayride people that normally you do a walk through and the hayride and whatnot of course have switched gears and did the drive-through experience um most of the people that i know at knots are either partaking in the la haunted hayride experience Okay. Oh, they are doing uh, lighting or audio or whatever for the Taste of Halloween event at Knott's. Um, yeah. So they're still busy.
2: Good. That's good to hear. Yeah. You know, I was sorry to just cu- cut in with Not Very Scary Farm. I was doing some hi- uh, history on it. Um, it's been going on since 1973. It's like that's yep. one Not Scary okay. Farm It was just a three night affair when they first started, but. Um, uh, it started out with like small little things and it started getting bigger and bigger. And then, um, people like weird Al started joining the cast and like Alvira joined Sarah. too. And, um, yeah, just what it's, you know, they're one of the OGs of not, you know, scary farm places. I was also doing some other research that it really was, uh, Disneyland's haunted mansion that really, it was in 1969. That really kind of started like the more attraction-y, building, you know, kind of things, at least people are saying, but they, they say the first type of like haunted house was in, uh, 1802 or the 19th century in London, where they would make like weird illusions and stuff like that to freak people out. But Marie Tussaud, she's like the wax person, right? She's one, like, she's credited as one of the first like haunted, like scary things. Cause she would make these figures of like Louis, Louis, King Louis, the 16th, Marie Tw- Marie, Antoinette, and some <laughs> other people, and people were like so scared that it yeah. was like so real. People had never seen anything of like that. So I thought that was kind of cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, and- definitely. Wax figures are terrifying.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> and then they removed the wax museum over here. But did they? Um, yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. It's where yeah. like the they did, like, the Body Worlds exhibit and everything. Oh, right. And yeah,
1: they're building that. a butterfly exhibit there
2: now. Oh, you mean about yeah. a park. I was thinking actually in Hollywood. Yeah. Because there's one in Hollywood, isn't there? Is yes, there, a, there is. Yeah. 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 Hollywood Blacks Museum. And
1: Vegas.
0: There you go. And another thing in Vegas that I'm interested in, speaking of, before we get into kind of, like, reviewing our two experiences is... Yeah uh what's his name um museum yeah have you been out there and been to
1: it yeah i went when it first opened um and i just i i need to revisit because i think the the guides were still kind of getting their their spiel down they hadn't quite learned everything so i ask a shit ton of questions normally and like our guide had like no answers so after a little bit i was just kind of like all right i'm i'm just gonna i'm just gonna look around and it's a guided tour so you don't i really like the museum of death out in hollywood because that's self-guided you can walk through the rooms at your own pace you can stand there reading like serial killer letters for hours if you wanted to this one was kind of like okay here's this room now let's move to the next room yeah um so that was a little bit for me like i wanted sit and stare at stuff for hours and, like, pick apart things. So that was kind of a downside for me. But I did like it. It's nice to have more stuff out here in Vegas. Um, There's also another one right out in Boulder, which is, like, a 35, 40 minute drive from the Strip. And that's uh, Tom Devlin's Monster Museum. Smaller place. But he's done a lot of, like, uh, special effects and props and and mask making for movies. Um, So he's got all the props and whatnot on display. And, like, I would probably rather go there and spend time there.
2: Damn. We got to get out there, Robert. Um, <laughs> I've gone to one, like doing my PA pickups. I've gone to one monster, like play, like they factory basically where they make all the things. And I was picking up some, something stupid. And then, and, but they had these just shelves of all these monsters and heads and stuff. And they gave me my thing. I was like, hey, do you guys mind if I just like walk around and just look at this stuff? They're like, yeah, absolutely. So like on my own time, I walked around. And just, it was like in <laughs> my own little personal museum. But yeah, it was all stuff for rent. Like you could rent a full like body robot, you know, suit super cool. Uh, it was so <laughs> cool. I was like, so in heaven. Yeah.
0: But um, yeah. So it. being able to see all those creepy like real life artifacts would be really cool. Yeah. That's, I've been wanting to get out there for that. Um, but anyway, We'll move on to what we have done uh, and experienced um, this season, yeah, which curious. are the drive-through attractions. Yeah. Um, I know you did haunted hayride. Um, let's start with that. Like, how was it? What was it like? Was there different like scare zones, all that stuff? So
1: let me, so let me kind of prequel this with with this year and everything that's gone on. Mm-hmm. My bar was set. So low.
0: Yeah, Um, Mm -hmm.
1: I feel like haunted attraction organizers had a couple different options. They could completely skip this year. They could try to go ahead with business as usual, um, or they could go above and beyond and provide something that is safe for their crew as well as guests. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyone that's ever been worked a haunt in any capacity knows that October is a horrible time for getting sick. And if you're working in close proximity with a bunch of people for a long amount of time, you're going to get sick. Um, it's called the haunt funk and it just like, it goes around. So (laughs) this year, yeah, this year you don't want it to be COVID. Um, so that being number one, number two, um, i don't get scared in mazes i'm i I know you've mentioned before we talked about this last year liz is solid she just goes through you're the one Corey, that jumps back and (laughs)
0: like
1: gets startled i don't get scared i go for production Mm. i go for i like innovation (laughs) (laughs) and i go to support my friends that are either putting on the event or scaring that is just what i do um so with that being said you know i don't i didn't go to the haunted hayride to get the shit scared out of me yeah if you are looking to take a date and you want to be that that jock that just you know he's (laughs) not don't go to haunted hayride you're gonna be disappointed like but if you like fog and cool props and cool sets or you like what la haunted hayride started last year which was their storyline of Midnight Falls, which is a town where it is always Halloween. They that's continued awesome. that this year and introduced us to the Midnight Falls drive-in. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah. So to keep everyone safe, you know, they do not scare you while you're driving in because that is a huge liability. I've been in front <laughs> that
2: Makes of- sense. I didn't think about that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I've been in front of people walking through being cattle herded through a maze where people climb all over you. They run away. I've had people use me as a physical shield to keep monsters oh. away from them. It doesn't work. Um, that's when I was an employee. Um, yeah. But the last place you want those people's feet are on the gas pedal. Um, yeah. And you don't want those sets being plowed over. So when you're driving through, they've got all the sets from last year's hay ride. So yeah. Older fans can appreciate it. New fans can, you know, take in the, the fog and the music and just the the setup. And then you drive through and eventually get to this giant parking lot. You park and they line you up in the rows. Now, if you pay the the top price, you can actually sit with your group in one of the the hayride um, trailers. And they yeah. put like lawn they put like lawn chairs on it, and that way you're out in the open air. Um, they do have you keep your mask on at all times. Um, but then they've got a giant screen. They've got scare actors and performers dancing, walking around, scaring, and they play uh, three Crypt TV shorts. Hey, um, that's pretty cool. They went ahead and did um, audio and visual with a character uh, that has named himself Monty Revolta, and he's (laughs) like this zombie crooner era singer. Like basically, I mean, this he's corny. Like if you like yeah. Muppet humor or like Elvira humor, yeah. you'll dig Monty Rivolta. And like, he's got a good voice. So they went ahead and filmed that with him introducing the different shorts. And while you're watching the shorts, if you have your windows down, keep your masks on. You can keep your windows up. You don't have to keep your masks on. <laughs> And they've got monsters walking around trying to scare you. Yeah. The thing that I really appreciated about that is that normally for scare actors that are placed in a maze, you get about 30 seconds to choose which person am I going to scare and will it work? Yeah. With this, you're sitting there for 35 to 45 minutes. They get to. Uh
2: Oh goddamn zoom
1: learn how you scare the best oh yeah um, so I that was really interesting yeah I like I said I don't scare so one of the scare actors on probably is like sixth or seventh pass he finally kind of got it and yeah. every time he'd come by he'd try to scare and then he'd stop and stare at me and I would just nod back at him and <laughs> after like the seventh time he finally just walked up paused looked at me and just like nodded and like from the rest of the night like we were the nod car um, yeah understanding, so it was, Yeah, it was it was great that's what I love to see I love to see scare actors having fun um, some good
2: improv they gotta have some good absolutely. improv going yeah yeah,
1: definitely if,
2: you're, and so if you're an improv actor go into Halloween stuff like they're gonna put a bunch of costumes and masks on you anyways they're not gonna know who you are but exactly. it's good practice just to fuck with people yeah absolutely
1: <laughs> it's good crowd work yeah you know so I I appreciated
2: it I'm just like you I haven't gone to well I've, I'm i not like just like you I haven't I haven't gone to <laughs> too many haunts but the ones I have gone to I don't get scared but I feel like the monsters and people they go after the girls that's you know that's who gets scared and yeah. stuff so I get that and I walk around at the lighting and the production and what are you guys doing here what's the theme here that's what I like because yeah. that's what I do on film sets it's like how are you guys lighting this how are you guys you know what's the, the vibe you guys are getting so I do like that aspect. Um, Corey, you did a drive through one, right? Yeah. What's that? So I it did, similar? Yeah, um, I did Urban Legends. I feel Legends. like a lot of them are doing like, you drive in as kind yeah. of like props and then you watch a movie, you sit there and then they scare you. So
0: this one was a little bit different, Urban mm-hmm. Legends. It's it, The cool thing is it's based on like Urban Legends from SoCal, like uh, Orange County area. Um, so like there's a Black Star Canyon oh. part. There's like... Um, they talked
2: about um what's that crazy guy that owned all that land in Costa Mesa? You know what I'm talking about? No. Ooh, I might I might blow your guys' mind. Give me a second. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> I'll, I'll look it up.
0: So uh this was more of like you're in your car and then there's different like zones and you stop and then like a scene kind of plays out around you. Um I like I again I applaud these you know all these companies trying to keep the you know season and the spirit alive and everything which is awesome but and they did have some scares that were like oh yeah good job I think there was a lot of missed opportunity in like the props and like the set design um it's a lot of it like the caves were just a bunch of like shipping containers like stacked up and like like stuff hanging from it it didn't And convince me of where I was, but given you know what they had to work with, obviously they can't do some crazy thing in like no time. Um, the scare actors were good, they were enthusiastic. Um, there wasn't a lot, though, there was not a lot of scare actors. Um, so I would have liked to see more of that. Um, but the theming was cool like having the urban legend kind of thing you know um i wasn't scared at all but i did like that they had different scenes you know play out so like there was a forest scene like an abandoned tree lot kind of thing with like sasquatch and stuff and it was just it was it was unique but it was not like it's not the same and it just kind of like it kind of made me sad going through it because I'm like, I really wish I could be out there like, you know, walking around like I usually do in the fog and everything. Um, but we did it just so that, you know, we could we could say we tried, you know, we celebrated it. Um, I know some aren't some of the more do some of the more private ones still operate or no is nobody operating.
1: So 17th Door is actually doing their full walkthrough maze this year. Okay. And they are pretty much the only one that I know of in mm. SoCal. Um, they went above and beyond. Their like, air exchange rates in any given room is actually higher than like a hospital. And oh, wow. they provide gloves and eye protection. And then you have to bring your own mask. Um, there's a couple rooms that are not included like they were like last year like there was a room last year where an entire sheet of latex comes and covers your entire body and sucks you in that's (laughs) not very good during covid with saliva and stuff like that so they they nixed that um but i have an idea
2: i have an idea guys it just popped on me so this movie i worked on the, the the guy, the main character, he's very OCD. And the, the, the poster, I, I don't I don't know this from talking with Damien on the on the movie, but I guarantee you the poster is gonna be him standing like in front of the motel in a full hazmat suit. The entire movie he wears like because he's OCD. He doesn't want anything he wears. Gloves, hazmat, gloves, mask. He's all protected. That'd have been such a great concept to do for a haunted house. Like make everyone wear a biohazard like oh, make yeah. it protective, and then make the, the theme like a biohazard hospital or something and there you go. You can make people walk through. What is the government gonna say? You guys are literally like strapped up like doctors, yeah. but it's like in character. Like, wouldn't that be so fun? Yeah, yeah. I that, feel like seventeen. Kind of like 14. what they're doing, but they're doing it for like yeah. health reasons. But they could have like w- like went full into it and made everyone like a character. And, right. I don't know. Is that a good idea? I think it's a good idea. Yeah.
1: No, I think that's a great idea. It plays into <laughs> Damn, what's it's too going late now. On. Fuck. Right. You missed but, out on an opportunity.
2: Yeah. don't they like shock you and stuff too yeah. they still do all that oh this is the one that you like they tase you, you and like stuff. you have to sign a waiver and stuff. sign a waiver yeah one of all them
0: right. it's not as extreme as some out there though but it's one yeah. of those ones okay okay yeah that. this
1: is the one that's just like a step up this is the one i talked about quite a bit last year um yeah. i've done it four years in a row my regular everyday life anxiety just as much as i want to do it i'm just like i i can't um, yeah it just i'll wait till next year i'm glad that everyone feels safe um yeah i one of the girls that works there um was saying on a friend's post that on facebook that she feels more safe at 17th door than she does at her regular everyday job got um, it so <laughs> i just feel like they really went above and beyond
2: that's good They kind of have to now you know yeah nowadays so a little backstory uh we've, Costa Mesa I don't know if you guys know this so Costa Mesa is in Southern California and a lot of the property was owned by Anton LaVey you guys know who that is no he was the head of the Satanist like cult like he was like the Satanist dude for a long time 50s 40s 50s 60s something like that and if you go so if you know where South Coast Plaza is off of was that Harbor Yes, I think so. And you go across the street, there's there's the Performing Arts Center and there's some like buildings, like office buildings over there. And inside the office building, like courtyard, there is an art display that's more of an um, uh, over here, right here, Isman Naguchi made it, um, it was a little bit later, but it's a modern like art display garden that's supposed to be every stage of going to hell. If you oh, look wow. at it, there's like a river throwing through it and there's like pyramids. It's really weird. It's it's really cool, though. So if you spread, but it's hidden. So if you go there, it's kind of this under story of the Satanist. And I was trying to find a photo of it, but I guess I can't. It maybe got deleted because it's Satanist. But if you look at the properties that Anton had owned in Costa Mesa and you put like lines around it. It made the devil star thing. pentagram. pentagram, Thank you. It oh, made, wow. like, it's kind of wonky, but you could kind of see, like, maybe he went that far beyond. So there's, like, a little urban legend in uh, Costa Mesa about Satanists out there. It's kind of nice. fun. So there you go. A <laughs> little understory from the people <laughs> from Orange County. Um, yeah. So you guys think that it'll be, I mean, I know this is more of like a COVID general thing, but do you think by next year we'll have full on walkthrough haunted houses again?
0: I do. I just think they're going to look a lot different. Yes. Like it's, they're probably going to be less of them. Capacity to be lower.
2: And Especially in um, California. California is so stupid right now. Every yeah. other Disney park in the world is open, <laughs> other than Disneyland and California Adventure, and it's just because yep. California has way more strict regulations. Mm-hmm. On this. Even though. We are one of the best states in the country on COVID prevention. We have one yeah. of some of the lowest, lower numbers. It doesn't make any sense to me.
0: I don't know. But I think, I think you can control, you can open it with control. Like I honestly, um, especially with something like a haunt, like you do have to like really be careful about how close everybody is. Yeah. And it's you never going to be the same wider space yeah time. like wider spaces maybe
2: i don't know yeah, something no like more that. of
1: those tight air-filled yeah. tunnel things that you have to go through yeah do
2: you, oh, <clears> you guys ever do the uh, walking dead thing at I, universal yeah I universal didn't. just not the full like halloween thing but just the ride it's just yeah. a ride it's basically a ride but yeah. a mini haunted house and so yeah something like that i don't think it's so tight in there and I don't know. It, yeah, it I'm, bums me I'm out. As much as, about that one. I'm not even a big a fan like this uh, for, for the stuff like you guys are at all, mm. but it bums me out. Like yeah. as this person of, of this society that we can't do this stuff anymore. It sucks. Yeah.
1: And I like having that walking dead all year round walk through maze. Yeah. Like I, said, I, I am a little bit bitter about it because what was there before the house of horrors with the original universal monsters oh yeah that was a million times better and they never should have gotten rid of that because that's like iconic and like the basis of horror i
2: I can tell you probably why because universal well walking dead is such a big thing now and but the universal for a minute tried to reboot all those universal monsters because yes. they try to do like the mummy with Tom Cruise, that uh, was supposed to be like geez. the shit. Like that was yeah. supposed to be the spear hot, like the Iron Man of that universe, and it failed. And, yes. and I think if it would have succeeded, they probably would have changed it back over. Because yeah. I like the, the Invisible Man was supposed to be part of that too. I like. Did you ever see that one? The new yeah. one?
0: No, that, was that was great. Really,
2: that's good, another great yeah. movie. You guys should watch. It's it's pretty underrated. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hope we can uh, open up haunts soon again. You know, what do you guys do? You guys. know of any like homemade haunts like people that do in houses and stuff not this year well not this year but in past years have you guys ever gone to like homemade ones I've
1: been to a couple there there are a lot of yard displays going on right now Mm -hmm. that are definitely worth mentioning like whole house is over in Buena Park and there's like there's a ton there's one that basically has like an entire like haunted mansion Disney setup there's one that it's like the gray ship or something like that it looks like an entire like you
2: can do you guys see that big skeleton you can buy at a uh-huh. home depot it's like a i don't know 16 foot skeleton you can put it had front like yard.
1: 10 of them at haunted hayride <laughs> <laughs> one at yeah. the end of every row for parking
2: they were the ones who bought it
0: yeah, <laughs> right. out.
2: yeah i have a few friends that uh have really gone like out of their way this year because it's just to overcompensate what we're going to be missing with COVID and stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: God bless him. You know, I love the it, it, Christmas. You can have your, you know, your, your holiday, whatever, but Halloween, you know, it's becoming like its own Christmas. I think it Yeah. I mean, it's always been a thing obviously, but like the last like 10 years, people have like turned it into more of a Christmas holiday. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I don't know. With like, the, especially with like the decorations yeah. of houses, you never really saw, at least me growing up, not a lot of house decorations. If anything, it was like a couple lawn signs. But now people are putting on like, like sixteen foot skeletons and you know twenty foot inflatable dragons and stuff. It's like people are going out of their fucking way. It's pretty crazy. I love it though. I mean, you know?
1: I grew up having a graveyard in my front yard every year from the time that I was like yeah. or five. So it's God it's been it. a, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been a bit of a constant for me. But yeah, I get what you mean.
2: It's for got, sure. You're you were the far and few back then, but now it's right. it's a little bit more uh, commercial, yes. unfortunately. But fortunately, though, too.
1: Well, yeah, because back then we had to make all of our props. We had yeah. to make all of our headstones out of you know wood. It would have taken statues. you two months yeah. to make
2: a sixteen foot skeleton, but now you can just go to right. Amazon or Home Depot, and it shows up to your house in two days. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well great Casey that was so awesome. Um I hope we can do this again next year and we yeah. can it'll be better tradition. Too. Yeah, let's yeah, make it a tradition. For sure. Uh, is there anything is there I know you mentioned a few haunted houses but is there any you want to plug to get people out there that you know of?
1: Um I mean I do recommend doing a drive through. Unfortunately a lot of stuff is sold out right now. Like yeah. the the Tunnel well, it's of Terror yeah, the Tunnel of Terror OC is the car wash one that popped up in Huntington Beach and they already like completely sold out. Wow. Um, so that one, I mean, I would have said go to that one or Haunted Hayride might still have some tickets open. Um, if anyone is in Vegas, there's Horrorwood Video, which is a drive up uh, theater experience, which I is one of my absolute favorites. I love them.
2: Oh, that's cool yeah this is like I was saying another opportunity for these people who have never seen like classic horror movies a lot of these are like drive in watch a movie Mm. and they're showing these classic movies so get an excuse to go watch uh, one of these scary movies I do not want to do it I want to fuck they're all sold out though man Stranger Things they have one in Eh, Hollywood Stranger Things is overrated that's (laughs) that's for the kids that's kiddie horror come on (laughs) I mean I'm glad it's out there it's going to teach these little kids what horror is but I don't know I'm over it (laughs) Yeah, it's just a rip off. It's just a rip off of all the stuff that we grew up on combined into yeah. one fucking show. True. That is true. Winona uh, Wright is nice, though.
1: She's yeah, cool. she's awesome. I
2: mean, it's just like Hereditary and Midsummer. It's good. It's it yeah. the, the acting and the filming. I can't say it's bad and shitty fucking TV, but the story. <laughs> it's the story. That's the one thing that, you know, it gets mm-hmm. recycled. Nothing's new anymore. It's just no. the way you, you, you flip it. Yeah. Um, but there is, still, there is still good stuff out there. Yep. All right. Well, you can check us out at uh, SoSoScrutiny.com. Like we said, we have mugs and some stickers and some buttons. And uh, we're shooting for, uh, <clears throat> shooting for some T-shirts by the end of the year, yeah. hopefully. Um, Facebook, Instagram, The Scrutiny Podcast. And you can check uh, our individual ones. I'm Robert Arthur Main. And you're The Stocksy. Yeah. You can, you can see them on uh, our Instagram page. Uh, you got an Instagram? Casey?
1: Yes, I do. Uh, I'm Ewok Bride.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Love it. Nice. Uh, are, I'm guessing your husband is it is he Ewok?
1: No, no, I'm not married. I have a boyfriend, oh. but it was actually because I was obsessed with Ewoks and so many people said, Well, if you love him so much you should marry him.
2: <laughs> oh, nice. what so you did. That? Does your boyfriend at least have a beard? He does. Okay, good. All right. That's <laughs> one little step to Ewok. You're almost yes. there. All right. He's we'll taller, go, shout than out to him.
1: thankfully.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, uh, it's been the So So Scrutiny Podcast. I'm Robert. I'm Corey. And that's Casey <laughs> over there. All right. Thanks everybody. We'll see you next time. Good stuff.